Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director of Information Security Media Group. We're talking today about incident response, and we're talking with Peter Allor, who's on the steering committee of the Forum for Incident Response and Security Teams, or FIRST. Peter, thanks for joining me today. Thank you very much. I, I look forward to this. Why don't you tell us a little bit about FIRST and your role with the organization? First of all, FIRST, or the Forum for Incident Response and Security Teams, is a global nonprofit organization, and we network together incident response teams throughout the academic, corporate, enterprise, vendor, and government teams who deal with incidents on a very regular basis, usually on a very daily basis. So it's a way to be able to reach out and learn from others throughout the globe about what incidents are handling or how to better handle a particular type of incident. Uh, my role within FIRST now is I'm currently uh, one of the 10 elected steering committee members. We also uh, act as the board of directors for FIRST.org, which is our legal umbrella. But uh, my job then is to listen to the membership and enact programs to carry throughout the, the year, and we're looked at on a two-year term basis. Well, big question here for you because it's a broad one. What are the key incident response issues that organizations really need to be paying attention to today? There are so many, and they're so varied. So it really depends a lot on, one, what kind of organization you are and, and what kind of data that you're trying to watch for and protect. Um, that will drive a lot of how you approach your, your mission. The, after that, you're, you're looking how to defend your, your website, how to better enact and support your business while securing it. And then it goes to your products or services that you're providing, how you secure those. And then, of course, in all the relationships you have, as any organization does, from its vendors, its suppliers, to its constituent stakeholders, and to um, its customers. Now, as you it's know, people... It's kind of a problem, isn't it? It is. Yeah, but, you know, there have been a couple of incidents I know that have really uh, you know, got the interest of our audience over the course of the year. One of them is the Heartland data breach back in that we learned about in January. And then there were the July 4th denial of service attacks against mainly government organizations. Given these mm -hmm. two events, what, if anything, have we learned from how we responded to those incidents? Well, there's several things you can uh, draw from each of those incidents. In the July uh, distributed denial service attack, or DDoS as we uh, like to refer to them, um, there's things you can do in advance. The, the biggest part about incident response is what can you do to preempt uh, something that's happening. So the key part there is you're trying to go through and, and, if you will, make sure that your website is prepared for that type of eventuality. Notice I didn't say uh, that it may or may not happen. I'm saying it's an eventuality that you're going to have to deal with. So you work with your upstream providers. You make sure that if you outsource, how you contract that, uh, what kind of resources there, how do you load balance, and uh, how do you throttle everything. And, of course, then you're looking for uh, how do you absorb that pain, which is resiliency for that entire effort. So there's a lot of things that uh, could be learned from the July episode. From a data breach perspective, you're looking at your ecosystem that you're watching over is a constantly moving and dynamic uh, issue. Uh, systems that were protected today could be discovered to be vulnerable tomorrow. 
and how are you going to mitigate that issue while you look at how you're going to upgrade your machines and protect the environment? What kind of security technologies, processes are you going to employ, and what's the real risk? And the part that I think most incident responders forget to ask, how do I support the business unit? The people who have to do the operations that they're counting on through your information technology resource. And you have to talk a lot with those folks so they can make an informed risk decision. Now, one of the issues that came up a lot, particularly with the Heartland data breach and with any kind of a data breach, is that at some point you've got to bring the customer into play. And so I guess my question for you is when should the customer come into play in incident response? And when and how should organizations be engaging the customer? At what stage? Well, the, the key part here is you, you have to be able to recognize when you've had an issue. And uh, then it goes down to how do you move through and alert not only the customer that you've had an issue, but at what point do you involve outside organizations to either continue the forensics, so you have a very broad scope, independent, audible way of looking at it, or is your organization turning to law enforcement because of the nature of the breach? And each of those in, impacts what you say and when you say it to the customer. So for instance, if you turn to law enforcement and they can actually investigate further and go after the um, parties that are perpetrating the attack, you may be delayed a little bit in how you inform the customer. In our eyes, we, we always try to inform the customer as soon as possible. It's, it's their right to know. I want to take you in another direction and talk about careers in incident response. This is a discipline that really has become, I think, a lot more. It's evolved in recent years, I think you'd agree. And so my question is, what's it take today to be an incident response professional in terms of academic background, certifications, real life experience? What does it really, what do you need to succeed on the job? Well, we look for folks who actually have been schooled in uh, IT disciplines. Uh, you don't have to be universal in your knowledge. You have to be conversant in what the issues are and how they impact. The key part of that is understand it to the point that you can actually uh, use the most important skill you have, communicating to the business owner what the problem is in plain, simple English. We have a tendency in, in IT, especially in incident response, to jump into the acronym SOUP. And as soon as we do that, the eyes roll, the understanding dissipates, and you have no informed decision. So the key thing that I look for for my incident responders and, and the uh, I think people look for us within organizations is, can you, can you communicate to me the essence of the problem, what it means to me, and what are my options? You have ways you can mitigate. What's that going to cost me? And it's not just a matter of costing. Uh, it's going to take X number of dollars to, to remediate right now. It's a matter of what will it cost me in the process? When can I do this? Do I have to do it immediately and therefore stop operations? Or can I get through to a natural uh, quiet period, whether it's the night, the weekend, the end of a quarter, things of that nature. So you have to really be attuned to that. So understanding business is, is probably the next important part right behind communications. So notice I put the technical skills almost third then. That's, that's kind of different from what most people look at in instant response because they're looking for very technically adept which we want, 
and hits some handlers. But when you start moving up in the career field, what tends to rise the surface is understanding business and communication skills. But what it speaks to is, yes, you need the technology skills, but they need to be in service of the business, which, as you say, often we don't we lose sight of. Absolutely. Service of the business is probably the best way to sum that. If you're not in service of the business, then you're not providing value. And that's that's really where uh, a tendency within security fields is always seen as the no people. You can't do something. And uh, we're not providing the service of how can you best do it and, and mitigate the risks Now, as you know, uh, given the attention that's been given to cybersecurity this year from the president on down, careers in information security are looking very sexy to people. What advice would you give to somebody that is looking to start or restart a career and they're looking at incident response? Well, understand that incident response is very, very high on a lot of people's wish list. And, again, it comes back to do you have some technical skills? Do you understand, uh, at least in a general sense, how the networking of uh, an organization works from the outside as it flows inside and, and in how your data is stored and how it moved? If you can understand that, then you can, you can apply anything in a way of, different applications, operating systems, all that. They, they follow the same general format. So, again, I look at it as a very broad education uh, that doesn't necessarily always have to have depth. If you're going to be the instant handler on a particular part, you need depth. If you're working in, a, in more management, you need uh, a, a generic sense. After that, it's really you understand business. I'm not saying you have to have a business degree. You have to understand, you know, spreadsheets and, and you know, how everything does through a per chart. But if you don't understand, that's how business people think. And what they're looking for to demonstrate a value, that's the real part that's lost there. So I, I look for the people who have those those type of skills. And I guess more specifically, you need to know your business. Yes. Uh, well, the, the other part, too, is you have to, you have to have a community of networked people outside your organization. Most people uh, don't think about this part. For instance, uh, on my day job, uh, I work for IBM. But I also work with folks from HP or Microsoft or uh, Cisco or Juniper. And so it's a, it's a networking of people that when you have an issue and you haven't seen something like this before, um, you reach out for it. And this is where FIRST comes in. It's a very important networking uh, group because globally, uh, you already know who the team is. Uh, they're vetted to you. You have a secure means to pass sensitive information back and forth. We re-encrypt all our sensitive communications. Um, and there's a way to get everyone's uh, uh, key, uh, your PGP key, to, to make sure it's valid. So that networking part becomes very important because you realize quickly that you're a generalist, and the specifics you can get from others. Knowing how to get that specific and to get it quickly is the key part to uh, flexing with a rapidly changing dynamic and then applying a good fix quickly. That's, that's the important part. A lot of people go for a quick fix, and, and the reality is you're looking for a good fix quickly.
Peter, that's well said. I really appreciate your time and your insight today on incident response. Thank you. We've been talking with Peter Aller. The topic has been incident response. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.